Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is the Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. Hello, everyone. Here is Daniel with another episode of our Ecom Show, and today I'm here with Margot Rees from uh, Color Science. And uh, what you have to know about Color Science? Uh, this is one of the fastest-growing skincare brands in the U.S., and they won the New Beauty Award and several awards uh, in the in the beauty industry. Uh, they have great products and. Uh, also, they were featured in Good Morning America and Tuesday, and Margot will tell us more today. Hey, Margot, Margo, how are you today? Hi, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very good. Thank you. So let's start with the... We can mention this, a bit, bit of promotion. So uh, before the recording, you told me that you just uh, launched a new product line, and uh, please share us more about those products. Yes, of course. Yeah, we had a very exciting launch this week where we expanded our total protection face shield collection, which is a mineral, uh, liquid mineral sunscreen that is for the face and it provides protection against UVA, UVB, pollution, blue light and infrared radiation. And so we had, um, we had um, classic, our face shield classic as well as face shield glow and face shield bronze, which provides some um, some lumina, uh, luminosity in, into the mineral sunscreen. And we just came out with face shield flex, which uh, in four different shades, which have encapsulated pigments that bloom as you uh, apply them onto your skin. Mm-hmm. And so they come into fair, medium, tan, and deep shade and provide a little bit more color coverage um, for your mineral sunscreen. Mm-hmm. And we also have come out with face shield matte, which is um, just the matte version of it. So there's no, uh, it's just a very subtle sheen and um, it is geared towards uh, consumers that have oily skin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um, So let's take a step back and uh, let's start with you. So please tell us more about your personal story and how did you end up in the world of e-commerce? Yeah, of course. So um, I am. My background is in performance marketing. So I have been on both the agency side and the brand side, focusing on acquisition marketing at companies such as um, FTD, the flower delivery company that houses mm-hmm. brands Pro Flowers, Sherry's Berries, and Personal Creations. Um, and I was also at Qdoba, a Mexican restaurant chain. Um, and I also, I have also done some consulting work for the past 10 years, helping companies um, across Europe, the United States and in Australia with their marketing strategy. Yeah. So um, a lot of people from um, Color Science came from FTD, which is how I learned about the brand. And uh, Color Science was looking for someone who, to grow their e-commerce channel. So I spoke with the team and was instantly fascinated and drawn to the energy of the people within the team. And um, the products and the people are truly incredible. So I really saw an opportunity with this growing company and it was just a great match. So um, Mm -hmm. I really love the challenge of growing such a remarkable brand, but also I love everything about digital marketing. 
it's ever changing and um, there's no such thing as a routine I feel in digital. There's always something new coming out. There's a new algorithm update that you have to adapt to, a new privacy regulation, a new channel. So it is this constant evolution and this fluidity that really passionates me about marketing. Yeah. Oh, yep. oh I did, so I did the, um, the e-commerce, the direct-to-consumer side of the business within Color Science, focusing on acquisition and retention marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you seem to be a person who is very uh, competitive and you really, you're, you're, uh, you're, it's in your blood, the, the uh, you know, always changing environment, let's say. Very much so, yes. I'm in it to win it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very nice. Um, and yeah, please share uh, more about the story of the brand. So when was Color Science uh, launched initially? Yeah, so um, so let me give you the, the background of the company. Um, so it is, like you've mentioned, uh, one of the fastest growing professional skincare brand in the United States. And we are based in San Diego in California. Um, and we lead innovation in sun protection and as well as treatment products that treat Um, skin concerns such as hyperpigmentation, um, rosacea, and redness, or dark circles. So we have developed a line of skincare that um, our consumers really love to wear every day. The, uh, our flagship product, the product that most people know us for, is a brush-on sunscreen. So it is mineral powdered sunscreen. And people love it because it's very unique and innovative, and it matches your skin tone. So when you think about mineral sunscreen, You can think about those white, um, it comes on white and stays a bit chalky. So um, proprietary technology makes it that we've um, built it into a powder form that really blends into your skin tone. And it also goes over makeup, which is why women love it, because no one likes to put an oily sunscreen on top of makeup. Uh, And it also makes it very easy for reapplication. It is recommended that we should all reapply sunscreen at least every two hours while we're in the sun, and almost mm-hmm. no one does it. So this format makes it very convenient. You can have one in your handbag, one in your car, one in your gym bag. Um, it just makes reapplication very easy. So no, most people know us for that product, but we've evolved really beyond that. Um, what's unique about our products is that we've incorporated three elements into them. The first one is the protection. So that's your mineral SPF. Um, and we're all about mineral, never about chemicals. Um, the, dif- the difference between mineral and chemical sunscreen is that chemicals get absorbed into the skin, whereas the minerals just sit on top of your skin and deflect the UV rays. Okay. Um, the FDA at the moment is questioning the safety of the chemicals as they're being absorbed into the body, but also they may um, harm the marine life. So um, there's some places like Hawaii, the Virgin Islands, and Aruba that have placed banned on, on chemical sunscreen in order to protect their marine life. So um, we're really in an interesting place as the FDA is doing this review and we're filling this gap. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I've mentioned, so our protection is all about minerals. The second element is treatment. So our products have features that treat skin concerns such as um, brown spots or hyperpigmentation or rosacea and redness or dark circles and wrinkles or acne. And then the third element is the color correction. So we use iron oxide in order to provide color correction into our products. 
So essentially, you're getting your uh, your SPF, your skincare, and your makeup all in one product. Mm-hmm. Um, what is also unique about the brand is our heritage in dermatology. So we are sold through dermatologist offices as well as online on our own website um, and also some online um, dermatology-focused retailers like uh, Dermstore or Nordstrom's, and mm-hmm. we're also sold on Amazon. So um, with this heritage of dermatology, we work very closely with those physicians in order to develop and test our products. They use our products themselves. They share them with their family and their friends, and uh, they use it on their patients. So we're an omni-channel brand in the way that we bridge the direct-to-consumer and the physicians together. We um, Color Science started originally as a professional physician dispense, and then our direct-to-consumer side of the business came a little bit later, um, mm-hmm. I would say maybe about six or seven years ago, as we saw people being more comfortable buying um, skincare products online. Yeah. Now, COVID, this has very accelerated this, this shift. Um, so e-commerce is growing very rapidly. But um, And to take you back even further, the, originally the brand was founded um, in the year 2000, I believe, by Diane Ranger who is known to be the founder of Mineral Makeup. She has founded companies such as Bare Essentials. Um, and so Color Science went through a lot of different direction changes. We were originally known as a mineral makeup brand and mm-hmm. evolved to be all about skincare, sun care, and skin health. Very so- interesting. <laughs> yep. Our purpose at Color Science is protecting lives and allowing people to feel comfortable in their own skin So the goal is really to educate them about the damages effect of the sun and and how to protect their skin against those damages. So we've developed a really compelling line of skincare franchises that that we're focusing on expanding. One of them, the one that I've just mentioned, our Sunforgettable Total Protection Line, which is our mineral sunscreen powered with our proprietary and bioscreen technology that gives you defense against UVA and UVB but also pollution, blue light, and infrared radi- radiation. Mm-hmm. And that line really brings the, um, the best aesthetic with the best broad spectrum pr- um, protection. Because when you're thinking about sunscreen, you're not necessarily thinking of it as an aesthetic product, but we've really bridged that gap. We also have an eye care collection, our Total Eye, which has been our best sellers since launch, and we're focusing on expanding this line as well. Um, earlier this year, we expanded our Even Up collection, which is a treatment product to treat hyperpigmentation and brown spots. Um, so we've really developed a collection of treatment products using proprietary and, lo- and ingredients that have long-term benefits. And um, for the past several year- years, we've seen the brand really grow. As the FDA is questioning the effectiveness of those ingredients, we are, we've seen our brand gain a lot of traction. Um, mm-hmm. And so over the past several years, we're really on this growth trajectory and then COVID hit. So with that, our physicians had to close their doors in order to mitigate the spread of the virus. Some of them uh, were able to adapt and started to offer um, curbside pickup. And we mm-hmm. also supported by building all of our partners a dedicated landing page on our website where their customers can go and shop Color Science online as they could not go in office 
and we provided those uh, our partners a revenue share from all sales that happened on their uh, on their landing page. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, our e-commerce channel was really well positioned as COVID hit, where we could shift and support them, giving them digital capabilities. Um, but it's really been an interesting year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I hope we are close to the end of this coronavirus story. And uh, after more than one year passed, how would you summarize it for for your brand? Um, overall, yeah. it was a positive um, period, uh, even if there were challenges, or or uh, you would be happier, you know, not having this whole situation and and uh, having the physicians in the lab and 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 all of that. Yeah, I mean, of course, I would like things to be a little bit more normal with our partners being able to be open and all channels running smoothly. But it is it was a very interesting time. We really we put on our critical thinking hat and thinking, how can we shift and be agile? What do yeah. we change in order to continue growing this brand? And we were able to do that. We, we did ex- we did see a shift of consumers from, from on, uh, offline to online. As they were, everyone is just getting more used to buying online now. Yeah, yeah. Virus, so it's yeah. it was definitely interesting. Yeah, for sure. And uh, your audience, so they are uh, mostly female or male, and what is their age uh, usually? Older. You mean people? our customer demographic? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it is mostly female, although we are starting to see since last year a growth in the male segments mm-hmm. and um, the. Um, target age range, I would say, it used to be really 35 to 55, but we are now seeing a shift younger, where the 18 to 34 years old is a segment mm-hmm. that is very rapidly growing for us, and so um, we're starting to trend a little bit younger. Okay, very interesting, very interesting. Um, so I know when we last last time when we talked, you told me that one of the main uh, pivots, the main changes positive changes for you to migrate to Shopify. And uh, before you had a custom-made website, right? So yes. I'm really curious uh, why it was a it was such a big change for you. Yeah, so uh, we decided to embark into a replatform project at the end of 2019 um, mm-hmm. because the e-commerce channel was really rapidly growing and we needed a, a platform that could scale with us. So um, the custom platform is great because it gives you a lot of customization and functionalities and features, but the it's not really scalable. When the development times are very long and um, there are issues with regression testing, so when we build an enhancement, we fix one thing, we break another. Um, so we really needed to remove that risk and our reliance on third-party partners if we were to efficiently grow the e-commerce channel. So upon thorough research, we selected Shopify, particularly for its best-in-class mobile experience. Um, at Color Science, we receive 80% of traffic from mobile. So that's a really high ratio. When you think about it, eight out of 10 people are visiting from a mobile device. Yeah. So mobile optimization was really key for us. Um, mm-hmm. also Shopify's ability to onboard apps for site enhancements, I've really cut our development time something that used to take two months would be deployed in a, a week or less. So yeah. that allowed us to scale up our CRO initiatives. Yeah, yeah. And also 
the cost uh, in terms of cost is a different different scenario than with developers um, now we have a swedish uh, fashion uh, store and uh, they are on magento mm -hmm. it's not custom made but i don't think magento is much better than a custom made website and actually magento developers are relatively expensive and uh, i connected them with the shopify agency and i really hope they will migrate to shopify because for their own sake it's just much better um, or or not you know shopify is one of the great uh, platforms but you can check out big commerce um, so there are other platforms as well um, yeah so i know yeah, I, I know that yeah I, I know that you are a multi-channel brand and you already mentioned mm -hmm. you so what are those channels where you you approach your potential customers and and how they can find you yeah so we sell our products through so our partners dermatologist offices and med spas so that's mm -hmm. our B side of the business uh, we also sell to um online uh retailers such as derm store uh mm -hmm. we are also an amazon beauty brand and we sell through um, our own website so we have um, we have different segments, kind of our B2B section and our B2C section. On the B2B side, the goal is really to educate um, the physician about our products and how they work. Um, science is in our name, color science. So we really strive yeah. to explain why and how our products work and because we're really innovative in the way that we develop those products. So um, we can be a lot more specific in our explanation because our audiences are doctors. On the B2B side, we our goal is to educate the consumer about the importance of sun protection and um, treating and how to protect their skin against the damages of the sun. So we incorporate education in, um, in all the channels that we, um, in which we communicate with our customers. At the end of the day, we're asking them to make an investment um, into our products because we're a prestige skincare brand. So we have to let them know why we're different and why our products work. Um, so, for example, if a customer buys a total protection product, we will explain them how our um, EnviroScreen technology functions and how it will protect their skin. Um, or we explain how our EvenUp connect collection works, why it helps um, prevent hyperpigmentation, and what are the best um, how-to-use tips. Mm -hmm. And then we yeah. bring it all together with a campaign thematic that we um, that is really consistent across all the channels and that is on brand. So that if someone sees our ad on, on Facebook, then they receive an email, then they see a flyers in the doctor's office, they can connect all the dots back to our brand. Yeah, I think that's super important. And um, multi-channel is good. But if you have a brand and the communication is all over the place and there is no consistency, that's an issue. Um, I'm really curious, how, how do you tackle with this challenge to make uh, the communication consistent in all channels? Files, yeah. ads, website. Yeah, so we really strive. We, uh, we have an internal creative team and we make the strategy um, in-house that we then deploy to all the different channels. So we have our um, senior marketing manager who, who handles the partner relationship, and we really have a cohesive campaign. The, 
one of the challenges that we had, I would say, as we started growing our channels and with the rise of e-commerce is this competition against channels where some people, we may see some people channel shifting. Yeah. That is actually a concern that our, um, that our partners have voiced where they saw the rise of e-commerce as a threat to their, um, to their revenue stream. So, um, because we're an omni-channel, we really need to, uh, we make every channel work in sync. So, uh, in order to avoid this channel shifting. So when we run a sale, we make it available across all channels. We just concluded a sale in March, um, our anniversary sale. And the, we made this sale available across all the channels so that someone could come on colorscience.com and shop the sale. They could go in their physician's office and benefit from that same discount as well. In addition to the benefits that we offer in um, purchasing online and purchasing. Mm-hmm. Yes, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, well, I was going to say that this approach has really allowed us to strengthen the partnership with our partners and um, really position the e-commerce channel as a resource and a source for growth as opposed to a competing channel. So um, we also have our loyalty program, which is omni-channel as well. Customers can earn points by buying Color Science either on our own website or through the um, our partners. And they can um, they can earn points that they can redeem for coupons or free products. And this omni-channel program has really um, enabled us to nurture the relationship that we have worked so hard to acquire. We've, we're working really hard to acquire those customers, and we nurture those relationships with this loyalty program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, loyalty programs are, are super important. And uh, I know fashion and uh, skincare brands where. 10-15% of their revenue comes from loyalty programs and, and referrals. So mm-hmm. I know for Nivea it's a huge um, revenue source. So yeah, loyalty programs are, are underrated, I think, nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly. It's I think it's something that brands need to focus on because it's especially right now we are seeing in the United States there is this um, the update that Apple came out in terms of privacy where it's yeah. not users are now being asked if they allow apps to track as opposed to allowing tracking by default. So that will raise the cost of consumer acquisition, which puts even more importance into nurturing the relationship of with existing customers and building the value because brand loyalty is very thin right now. People are very happy to shift completely brand if they're unhappy yeah, with yeah. experience. So nurturing that relationship is instrumental. Yeah. I think I could see a survey that, uh, in the last 50 years, the brand loyalty, how, how it changed. And 40, 50 years ago, it was much stronger. Nowadays, people tend to change and jump from brand to brands very, very fast. It's yes. very different. Competition is fierce, so you have to really yeah. be providing the best value for cons- consumers. Yeah. I'm really interested that... Uh, so you have your internal team who understand the brand and you can keep cohesive uh, your communication on all platforms. Um, have you tried to work with agencies or external experts um, on any of your communication channels? 
maybe did you face an issue regarding you know they didn't understand the brand properly or or, or what's your experience with that? yeah so so we use agency partners for um for media buying but in terms of brand marketing we do this in-house i do think um um color sense always had an internal creative team that really owned the brand messaging and i think that's very valuable because an agency partner can definitely understand and help you but it's i feel it's best understood when it's you're so close to the work and that's what you do day in and day out yeah yeah, yeah. so basically you would recommend agencies or experts to hire for let's say certain channels because they are good at understanding facebook or google ads or we do email for example and um, you know your team understand the branding and and you create the brand guides and and all the instructions for the agencies yes like mm -hmm. yeah definitely and i think you can also leverage or tap on a creative agency to help you scale the volume of assets that you need but the true brand essence comes from the brand itself it's yeah. you're the one who really needs to articulate who you are why you do it what you stand for mm -hmm. yeah, yeah yeah it totally makes sense um i'm really curious so now we are around end of may early june almost half of the year and what uh, what are your plans for the second half of the year and maybe even q4 yeah so um we have a lot of initiatives in the works um especially now with shopify we can just do those enhancements very quickly which is very mm -hmm. fun um so yeah, some of the enhancements that we have is onboarding an ai shopping assistant so in the form of a product recommendation quiz that is in order to help our consumers shop our catalog because our products are a little bit complex to understand. If someone who's very familiar, like we're trying to simplify the communication, but we really, because our products are origin normally recommended by your product, you don't have that recommendation on the website. You typically shop on your own. So we are adding this quiz in order to help um, consumers shop the site, but also reduce the inquiries um, to our customer service team. If someone is not quite sure what to order, they can take mm -hmm. this quiz and it will be really specific to their own skin concerns. Okay. Um, we're also going to continue um, investing in conversion rate optimization. So, for example, um, letting customers save their carts across devices or building filters on collection pages to help with shopability. This kind of, um, and with all the conversion rate optimization we do, we, whenever possible, we A-B test it. We always make sure yeah. that it's measurable so that we we can we can feel confident about the enhancements that we built. Because sometimes too much enhancements is too much. Yeah. Um, if you A B test everything, you A B test nothing. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's it's finding the right balance into what what is the right balance. Sometimes it's too much, it's not enough. But whenever yeah. possible, um, like right now we're A B testing um, the names on our navigations to make it make them maybe a little bit more intuitive for our new customers and so um we just want to understand what kind of communication resonates the best with our consumers yeah makes sense i, I really like this uh, quiz thing because uh i think for skincare supplements uh it's it's really uh, you know it can be a game changer um, mm -hmm. i know that octane ai they came up with a new survey tool 
I don't know what tool you use, but it's worth to check out Octane AIs. Uh, yeah, we considered them. Hmm? They were in the consideration pool. Yeah, and we will have Ben. We will have Ben uh, part one of the co-founders in our podcast uh, two weeks from now, and uh, it's a yeah, it's a good tool, I think. Um, so I would, I would have, yeah. actually before before we move on, I had um, other initiatives that you uh, were asking, particularly for Q4. Something that we're getting ready to um, set up and launch are gift cards. It's okay. uh, for the holiday season, I think this is this can be a new revenue stream for us um, as consumer. It's a little bit challenging to buy skincare for someone else. You're not quite sure their shade, their concern, and yeah. it's it's yeah. more personal. It's not as much of a gifting yeah. brand. So those gift card because we're a prestige skincare brand, it really can make a really great holiday gift. Yeah, maybe maybe you can connect the survey with the gift card somehow. Um, just try to. Try to learn about the the person who will be gifted, but yeah, that, there is definitely some risk there. That uh, I I know funny stories from my circle of friends that uh, they bought uh, shampoo the the girl for the boyfriend, and it was not the kind of shampoo that he liked, and it can happen. So yeah, yeah. certainly. <laughs> Yeah, I have only one more question for you. So what would you suggest to e-commerce marketers, business owners who are just starting out, maybe even in beauty or skincare, what uh, what do what should they focus on in uh, 2021? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say focus, well, so many things. Um, first, understand your customer. Know who they are, what what they want, and what their if, if it's in beauty, what their skin concern or that their skin types are. Um, it's with the rise of um, cost in consumer acquisition, it's really instrumental to capitalize on your um, on the retention and on the customer that you've worked so hard to acquire. Um, so really try to gain as much information, as much insights in the form of surveys in, by giving them incentives to give them those information mm-hmm. so that then customize your communication to that. Um, one initiative that we had just started is adding additional question when customers sign up to our loyalty program. So we ask them their skin concern, their skin type. What are they looking for? What do they tend to spend on skincare? So that we know to communicate or to um personalize our communication accordingly. If someone tells us they have a concern with um, with hyperpigmentation, we're not going to send them something about dark circles. Or yeah. if that someone is on the younger side, maybe in their 20s, we're not going to send them a cream for wrinkles. So yeah. it's really helps, um, it, this really helps tailor the communication. There can also be too much personalization. So there's the right balance to find. But understanding more about your consumer and capitalizing on that. Can you tell us an example about too much personalization? I think there are some funny examples. Uh... Yeah. Um, I mean, if you really just, well, let me see. Someone who maybe has come in to buy a specific product and um, you will end up only showing that one product to that consumer without really giving them any upsell or any cross-sell opportunities. Yeah. Showing they may be interested, they may be buying an item, 
but they may be interested also in a mineral sunscreen, but we never show them that because they didn't express an interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I could say a few interesting, uh, funny examples uh, when you can see the retargeting ad or email and they tell you that, uh, hey, I know you checked this product before and uh, and maybe it's too much sometimes. Uh, and, and even using the first name of people nowadays, it's a bit, um, people already know it. Um, mm -hmm. So don't don't overuse names of people in emails. Let's say, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, I really like the idea to get more information about them. And I think uh, if you do it uh, in every part of the shopping funnel, the cu the customer journey, it's it's more natural. So don't come up with a huge survey. Uh, at the beginning, but uh, ask a few questions after they purchase. You can ask things if they join the loyalty program. You can ask more and more. Um, so it should be built up very nicely. Um, yes. and it's more natural. Yeah, certainly. And it's it's also good to give sometimes an incentive because privacy is very top of mind. And yeah. so consumers kind of need an incentive to give you this information, this additional personal information. So we, yeah. for example, loyalty point for give, giving us more information. So it's um, uh, yeah. important. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So thanks for uh, thanks for uh, joining us today, Margot. I really enjoyed it. I, I and I hope the listeners as well. And uh, yeah, every Thursday we are coming out to the new podcast episode. So, so uh, stay tuned. And uh, thank you again, everyone who listened to us today. Thank you so much, Daniel. Have a great day. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom Show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, check out our Facebook group called Top 3% E-commerce Email Marketing or check out our website, thebudaimedia.com. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. See you in our next episode and don't forget our goal, grow your e-commerce business together.